You're listening to the Conscious Pharmacist Podcast, a show for pharmacists, healthcare providers who have answered the call to practicing on purpose. Now, here's your host, internationally recognized HIV pharmacist, author, speaker, patient advocate, and president of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, and your Conscious Pharmacist, Michelle Sherman. Hi, this is Michelle Sherman, president of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services and host of the Conscious Pharmacist podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. This week, our episode is called The Time to Stand Up and Deliver is Now. As a past president of the Orange County Pharmacists Association and interacting with pharmacists, especially independent pharmacists and pharmacy owners over the years, I've come to recognize a glaring theme over this time. The theme is that independent pharmacists or pharmacy owners feel like they are stranded on a desert island and are all alone. When something is wrong with policies, pharmacy laws, third-party payers and other mandates, many of the pharmacists say the same thing. I'm only one voice, my voice doesn't matter, nobody listens, and many think there's nothing that can be done. Well, you're all dead wrong. Every single voice matters and counts. Our profession, our patients demand it today. We have to stand up and deliver. And I don't have to make it clear to any of you out there who who are listening today. Those conscious pharmacists out there, those conscious pharmacy owners, we are facing tsunami of epic proportions of legislation, cutbacks, all kinds of things that are threatening not only our pharmacies and our livelihoods, but our patients' lives. Their lives matter. I'm going to be talking a lot about um, things going on in California in this episode today, Um, things that can make a difference. Why I'm not more pharmacists, pharmacy owners joining your local associations like CPHA. An organization like CPHA, the California Pharmacists Association, goes to bat for us as pharmacists and pharmacy owners every single day. I'm going to recap a couple of bills that have happened in the last about seven, eight years that have changed the face of pharmacy in California. In 2012, Um, SB 1195 was passed, which was an audit bill that really put the kibosh on these PBMs and insurance companies and their predatory audit practices and laid out guidelines of parameters they have to follow when they come and audit our pharmacies. The big, great bill that was passed was in 2013 was SB 493, which was the Pharmacist Provider Bill, which expanded the scope of um, pharmacy practice and actually recognized pharmacists as healthcare providers. This was extraordinary and is really changing the way we practice pharmacy in California and hopefully in the not-too-distant future in the nation as a whole. In 2014, AB 1114 was passed, This authorized the Department of Healthcare Services 
to establish a system for pharmacists to bill for services provided to Medi-Cal patients. So for those of you who don't know, Medi-Cal is the Medicaid program in the state of California. So this was huge. This is a mechanism where we as pharmacists can now get paid for some of these expanded services that we can provide. I keep telling clients, I keep telling pharmacists, our role is as a healthcare provider. It's not as a prescription filler. The days of licking, sticking, and filling are are over for us as pharmacists. In 2015, AB 627 was uh, passed as well by the California legislature, and this was the MAC Transparency Bill. To allow for transparency in the MAC and the very opaque pricing that goes on with these PBMs. The the law that's currently going through the legislature right now is a very important one, and I've talked about it on previous podcasts as well. That's SB 159. That's the PrEP and PEP bill where pharmacists in California will be able to provide PrEP and PEP. This bill is currently moving through the legislature, and last week, the entire California Senate voted 34 to 1 um, to, to pass this bill. So the next step for this is to go to the California Assembly. So there's still a lot of work to be done. We need to target our um, as Assembly members in the state of California because this is a very, very important bill as well. The biggest and doozy of them all that the California Pharmacists Association working is that is working with right now and is critically important. And again, as a pharmacist, and if you're in California, you need to stand up and deliver. And this is the NADAC pricing that's due to go into effect. Well, the pricing's gone into effect, but the clawback back to April 2017 is due to start on May 31st, and that will be catastrophic, not only for pharmacies in California, but for over 3 million Medi-Cal recipients with chronic conditions that will lose access to life-saving medicines. So just for those of you who just need a brush up, NADAC is, what is NADAC? So this is a drug pricing mechanism that came that came up, which is the National Average Drug Acquisition Cost, where the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, randomly surveys pharmacies to determine NADAC. So NADAC estimates the national average drug invoice price paid by independent and retail chain pharmacies. It excludes specialty and mail order pharmacies and does not reflect rebates, prices, uh, concessions, and offer invoice discounts. So they randomly survey these pharmacies. So out of approximately 67,000 U.S. pharmacies, they select 2,500 pharmacies per month, and approximately 450 to 600 pharmacies voluntarily respond with actual drug price data. So already this starts to be an issue. When they approach these pharmacies and they have to provide all their invoices every month, it's a voluntary basis, and I don't know about you, and for any of these legislatures out there who might be listening, I don't know if you've ever actually stepped foot in a pharmacy and see see what goes on, but 
the pharmacists, the people in the pharmacy don't have time to do this. But anyway, they're looking at 450 to 600 pharmacies responding with this, this national average of the pricing. So what kind of opportunities are there with NADAC? Transparency. I mean, will there be drug transparency? Um, looking at market segments such as the Medicaid programs and volume. The NADAC pricing, because of the changes in the way they're looking at this in reimbursement to pharmacies, that, that pharmacies with a high volume might benefit from this because the more prescriptions they fill, the more money they can make. So we're looking at pharmacies as fulfillment centers and back to the licking, sticking and filling instead of the patient care, actually providing care to patients and looking at outcomes. So some of the limitations, some of them, are voluntary reporting. So actually the amount of invoices and things that they're receiving across the country are very minimal compared to, so 450 to 600 pharmacies out of 67,000 really skews the data as to what the national average drug cost is. As far as reported drugs, it does not all include all drugs that are, that are being reported. So how do they determine the NADAC pricing on this? And then the reference basing. NADAC may not be equal to the actual acquisition cost given to a pharmacy. And that is key. When, when our pharmacy is purchasing a drug at a cost, the least we can expect is to get a reimbursement that is adequate and that does not constitute a negative margin from some cockamamie formula that somebody somewhere has concocted and not looked at reality. Our pharmacies need to re be reimbursed in a positive manner according to the actual acquisition cost that that pharmacy paid for the drug. I mean, it only makes sense. Who's making up all these things? Who's coming up with these cockamamie things? I did an ana analysis um, on, on some of um, HIV drug reimbursement um, with regards to this NADAC pricing, and I was really, it was mortifying, actually. So in California, let's come back to this and what's going on with Medi-Cal. Medi-Cal hired the firm Mercer to do an analysis of these drug pricing and drug costs. And the analysis turned out to be very skewed and inaccurate because one of the things they did was threw out all the specialty drugs, drugs like HIV drugs, uh, and they skewed the data in effect that pharmacies that provide mental health drugs and HIV medications to their patients are really going to be hit in a very negative impact. When I did my analysis and I just picked out five HIV medications and looked at NADAC reimbursement, the reimbursement that the pharmacy would get from Medi-Cal is way below the cost that the pharmacy paid for the drug. Now that's unacceptable. When authorities and agencies are coming up with drug pricing models, they should really interact with the pharmacists, the pharmacies, the pharmacy owners who are actually providing care to patients. Because when we look at HIV patients, the provision of the drug is one, one thing, one key, one part of it, but the actual care that is provided to these patients is extraordinary. The, the work involved, pharmacists should be getting paid to provide this care to patients, not penalized with negative margins on the drugs that they're, re, they're being reimbursed. 
So a group of individuals in California, together with the um, California Pharmacists Association, came up with um, a group called Californians for Access to Life-Saving Medicine. So community pharmacists throughout California have united to form this group, the Californians for Access to Life-Saving Medicine. It's a coalition of community pharmacy um, advocacy group, and the purpose of this group, the Community Pharmacy Advocacy Group, is to help save the community pharmacy and preserve patients' rights to come to our practices. Community pharmacies have already experienced this NADAC bang and reductions to their reimbursement, but the clawback will be catastrophic. About 3 million medically fragile beneficiaries stand to lose access to their essential life-saving medicines, especially people with HIV, mental illness, cancer, and those in long-term facilities. The new state rules will bankrupt many community pharmacies, effectively eliminating this important healthcare safety net for California's most vulnerable populations. The state can and must do better. The state of California's practice to discriminate against patients and pharmacies is why community pharmacists statewide are fighting back and against the state and standing up for medical patients and their right to life-saving medicines and for all community pharmacies. In addition, the CPAG group is taking on PBMs who continuously to negatively impact our independent community pharmacies. So the plan is, the first priority is to stop the Department of Healthcare Services from implementing these clawbacks on May 31st. The, the next thing, once we can stop these clawbacks, is to challenge the flawed methodology that led to the Department of Healthcare Services to adopt these, this proposal in the first place, especially for specialty medicines. We need to protect our patients with mental health issues, our pa patients with cancer, our patients with HIV, and we have to stand up and deliver. Let's get conscious, people. Let's be conscious about what's going on around us. We have to stand up. We have to deliver today. Yell, scream, and protect our pharmacies and protect our patients' rights and our patients' access to, to medications. You can go on the CPHA website at cpha.com slash rx-fairness and look at their website. There's a great public relations video there. All this information is also in the notes of this podcast as well. And if you, CPHA and um, the president of the California Pharmacists Association, Dr. Ken Tai, has, have been going around the state doing these um, community um, open forums. Um, and there is going to be one here in Orange County on Thursday, June 6th at Chapman University um, Rinker Campus, Health Sciences Campus, between 6 and 8 p.m. So you can go onto the website and sign up an RSVP to come to this, um, this community forum to hear more about this and what you can do as pharmacists and pharmacy owners to be involved. Of course, they have a campaign um, to, and a call to action to raise money so that we can fight legally against that. 
Our, the goal is to raise $1.5 million, and to date, they have, have raised $766,242. So I urge you, stand up, deliver, be conscious, and yes, join your associations, join your local associations. Your voice matters. Be conscious. Your patients' lives depend on it. I look forward to you tuning in to next time. And remember, be the change. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Pharmacist podcast. We hope you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you miss something, you can listen again or just read the transcript of the show on our website at mishrxconsulting.com forward slash podcasts. If you have a spare minute, don't forget to give us a review or rating on iTunes. Remember to practice on purpose. You're a rock star pharmacist and healthcare provider. And in the words of Mahatma Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. The Conscious Pharmacist Podcast is a production of Mish Rx Pharmacist Consulting Services, your HIV pharmacist and pharmacy experts.